Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. We're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. Now, Bolo has a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on Canada's Drag Race Season 3. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GNT Podcast. Clank. Everyone, welcome back to another RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. The only RuPaul's Drag Race podcast you should be listening to. Listen so to they now. say. So it's they're a saying. Live yes. review podcast. We watch it for the first time, fresh, 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 fresh and new, Raw. and we talk about it live, right then and there. Then we release it. Done, dusted. You get to know how you feel about things. It goes out into the world and takes on its own life. That's yeah. art, though. That's what art does. Art, 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 yeah. art, art, art. Did somebody mention? Oh, okay, I thought you so, were fine. Okay, oh, okay. sorry, Tom. That's <laughs> all right. All You're right. on your own there. All right, I said, Betty. So, Tom. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if anyone's heard. You probably already have, so I don't even say it. Mm-hmm. But Dr. Tom was on uh, BBC Radio <laughs> Wales. You're making me blush. I wouldn't have brought this We up. were approached by BBC. <gasps> I wouldn't um, have brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom prompted me before we recorded. He's like, maybe we, can, maybe we can talk about, you know, my, my BBC mama. <laughs> I don't think that's how it's phrased. Like, you better talk about it uh yeah yeah so we'll start the podcast off before the intro let's just talk about bbc <laughs> and then we'll do the hey 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 you know? <laughs> no tom, tom was um we were approached by bbc to talk about the rupert's drag race mm, uk Wales. season four the the new trailer the new release that was made they want to talk to someone knowledgeable about it and you know of course who's go to us me she me her she is <laughs> it's very sweet and flattering that they reached out to us um, incredibly nice team. Now, it was very sad that we couldn't both go on. I think that was probably just because it would have been a bit chaotic trying to interview two people. Oh, okay. Good save there. <laughs> it would have been a bit chaotic with you there, Bola, because your energy is just um, not BBC. Yeah, your chakras aren't really aligned, yeah, Tom, you're not really be- Bola, you're not really BBC material. <laughs> <laughs> they needed um, one of us and Tom was quick to be like me <laughs> well Hi. we spoke about it and it's like I am actually the Welsh one and it's BBC Wales yeah and also and I'm actually from the UK and I actually know the judge Bolo do you know the judges no you don't you were brought up like, here. you're not you're not culture um, hmm. I was like you're excited about John Lumley and you're like who <laughs> no, but it, they were very, very lovely. Very lovely host, Claire Summers. Uh, it was just a quick little snippet. It was only a few minutes, but it was really lovely, really fun. Um, and yeah, that was an experience. Um, and next time when we're approached by TVNZ, you're doing it. I mean, if they gave me that option, I would have been like, no, <laughs> I won't go on without Dr. Tom. No, <laughs> no, no matter what this is. You would have pushed me down. Yeah. I'm to, like, who's to, Tom? <laughs> yeah. No, it's a solo podcast. <laughs> no, it's just me. Oh, that Dr. Tom, that's actually just me yeah. putting on a voice. He's producer. Yeah. He pushes the record button. He's not, you know. <laughs> it's actually one of the cats. He just gets too close to the mic sometimes. <laughs> and I don't know why he does that. Uh, no. It's really intrusive. Tom, you're, you're amazing. You, you repped the podcast well. And I'm very okay. sure because of the excellence of that interview that they'll come back well, I wouldn't mo- be surprised my mother and sister were very proud of me so that's nice yeah so Tom's taking solo bookings now everyone um, <laughs> you know he's he's making so if you want to just approach him directly yeah uh, yeah he's, he's going solo well actually and that's me for today yeah, um, Tom but here you go the podcast don't is approach your... me directly go through my representation please yes. go through my management yeah. thank you very much I mean, come off it <laughs> and I mean you know the, the increase in fame has been suffocating frankly yeah. I just want to live a normal life mm. yeah you I know. just want to drink my burnt champagne. This <laughs> burnt. This burnt. Just want to, you know, Tom. It, it is what it is. Um. Anyway, how's your week been? You, you don't ask me that after BBC, Tom. 
Uh, wow. Let's, yeah, wow. Let's talk, talk to me about your non-BBC interview life, Bolo. Mm. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm doing dry September. Mm. Um, today, September the... Second. Second. And I lasted one day. <laughs> so, yeah. I will start again tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. The abstinence starts tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Because yeah. the first two days don't really count. It's like the detox days, surely. Oh, definitely. You're just sweating out all the toxins right now, aren't you? From last week. Oh, <laughs> last week was a great trip. Have we talked about our trip at Manchester Pride? Yes, yeah, when we did down there last you week. Did. It, was, it was full of cocktails, full of great food. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best things that happened was our fillet steak at Hawksmoor Restaurant, which is a <laughs> lovely steak restaurant. Our mains... Took so long, and I am not a diva. You're not a diva, but I was really. But you were tape. hungry. I was hungry, and I was like, and "You know what you do? Like, I cannot be the only one in that restaurant." I sat down, and I sit down, and I make a very mental note. Okay, <laughs> that table's left, so that means we were here before them. I was, oh, and I and made a note around. Okay, I was seated before these three people I don't around do this me. At all, you don't. No. So I made a very. I didn't make a mental note, but I, I you know, I noticed what happens around me, mm-hmm. and then I started to notice after a while. Oh, their main, the main from that table who sat down after us mm-hmm. has arrived. Oh, maybe they didn't order mm-hmm. entree, so I let mm-hmm. I let it pass. And then I noticed at the table opposite us, the entrees came before us. And I'm like, cool. And then their mains came before us. <sighs> and then I was like, okay, m- maybe we're next. And the table who just sat not, not not that long after our entrees were finished, their mains came. And that's when I was like, Tom, I'm getting angry. <laughs> and that's when I had to diplomatically. I was like, Tom, um, they're having a laugh. I now. will say that the waiting staff were really, really lovely. They were lovely, but and I as, was as soon as they were prompted, everything was sorted. Yeah, I was um, like, Tom, Tom, I swear they've forgotten about. I mean, I mean, no, no, no. Tom's like, no, give it, give it another half an hour. You said or I didn't something. Say that. No, I said you said give it to half past. You give it to half. Yeah, which give is it, ten give minutes. It, give another ten minutes. I'm like, oh my god, no, because in my mind, ten minutes is another time that our our main is set there not being done, and I'm like, oh my god, and then after ten minutes, Tom. Thank you. Um, talk to the waiter and ask. I, I felt it was you... better if I did it because your hangriness might have got in the way. And then they got, and then, and then I, I saw them at the corner of my eye, mean trying to make it look like I wasn't watching. I could see them in the corner of the eye, someone talking to the chef, the chef talking to the, the man who's the manager, them mm. talking back to the chef, and then them having a little moment. So I was like, they forgot about it. Because if it was just a follow up, the chef would have just told us straight away, oh, it's coming up, two more orders. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, no, 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 no. But, and when she and I was like, oh, when she comes here, I'm going to let her. <laughs> and the first thing she was like, oh, okay, yeah, we're getting sorted now. And then they were like, we, we, they get, no, she started by giving us the card, the yeah. card. This is the manager's card. She was like, no. Yeah. But quickly, they hide behind it like it's a shield. You just <laughs> eat, let them know that and your next meal yeah. is on us. Your next steak meals are on us. And that was like, oh, lovely. I thought, oh, lovely. Cool. Because I was like, okay, this isn't a cheap restaurant bowl. Or just take it. It's another <laughs> free meal. And then another lady came over and apologized again, letting us know not only are we having another free steak meal, tonight's steak meal was on them. Yeah. So it was lovely. And then, oh, you know what? How quickly my t- oh, how quickly it all changed. Your I was just like, oh, demeanor. I was like, oh, don't worry about it. You don't have to. Oh, don't be silly. Oh, girl. These like, things we, happen all the time. It wasn't time. even that long. We didn't even notice. <laughs> I wasn't even, you know, starving <laughs> yeah. hungry. I didn't even 
know that you guys like forgot our main. Like, what's an hour and a half waiting? No, but it was delicious, and they sorted it, and that was a really lovely bonus, wasn't it? It was. Yes, it was. So indeed. yeah, that, that moment happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that would be my highlight. <laughs> The, the highlight free, of your the free steak meal free that steak. came yeah, yeah, yeah. after we got a free steak meal that night, mm-hmm. and it was a lovely restaurant. Really it wasn't good. so I was like, okay, cool, cool. It's not like a free McDonald's. It was like, a, it was a really good one. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the power ranking. Let's let's get on to Drag Race Canada. Yes. Here we are, season three. For me, Giselle is at the top with Vivian because Giselle's got two wins in the bottom. However, one of Giselle's wins is the snatch game. So that yeah. kind of gives it more waiting. Whereas Vivian Vanderpuss, who has been consistently high and who has missed out on wins, in my opinion, she finally got her first win last week. She did. I stand firm. I don't think that last week's performance warranted the win for her. In my opinion, watching the Rusical, I also don't feel Irma should have been in the bottom, let alone gone home. The, her the, vocals were gorgeous. Her acting was amazing. Yeah, her dancing was a bit dodgy, but that's one out of the three. Mm-hmm. That's one out of the triple three. Out of acting, dancing, singing, she got the she got one wrong. Some people got two wrong. I I think the judging was quite off last week. I don't resent Vanderpuss's win um, because she was in my top three. And in my mind, I'm always like, well, if if they're in my top three and they win, that kind of makes sense, even if there's a little bit of other shenanigans going on. I do think it was incredibly unfair that Irma was in the bottom two. I agree with you on that. I also thought it was unfair that Jada ended up in the bottom three because she was great. Her runway was good. Her runway was a bit ropey, but like... She was great, and she was a great singer. She had a great stage presence. I will say it was a tough week to judge, though, because it was a very, very high-quality rusical. Um, but still, some shenanigans. Some shenanigans. Yeah. Definitely. Now, I call shenanigans. The bottom, for me, the person... was There's no really bottom because both... All three of Kimi Couture, Jada, and Miss Fierce have mm-hmm. one win. However... There's two bottoms for Jada. So I think she's, Jada at the moment is our mm, the, is at the bottom. Would you agree? She's at the bottom of the tops. Um, she's she's battled herself. She's battled her way out of the bottom two twice. She's a fighter. She's feisty. She's a great lip syncer. Um, but yeah, statistically, it does put her at the bottom with our like crude statistical system. We're not as sophisticated. I don't know how to work out those PPE scores that, um, that people but do online. Don't need to work about that. Our scores are the only scores that matter. <laughs> Tom, definitely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're a you're a goddamn BBC Radio Wales interviewee. I know. Okay. Yeah, now the world knows. Vivian for the crown is the message left by Irma Gerd when the girls walk in the workroom. Do you call shade? I mean, do you want to do you want to pull a J in the sport and hit the shade button? <laughs> it's always a little bit shady. It's always a little bit shady to leave a message like that. There'll be a sweetness in there because I think they had the strongest. Well, they were kind of besties on on there. They had a good bond, so she's just supporting her friend. But, but keep in mind that. A lot of the girls, they don't show it, but a lot of the times it does happen. They write letters to each of the queens. So yeah. sometimes messages like that could be just written in the message. But however, when you publicly put it on the mirror, I think you're making a statement. Yeah, I know. I, I do get what you mean. I do get what you mean. I mean, Milk was very, very shrewd to, you know, write the message about Shangela to Trixie in in the note. Thorgy. Thorgy, Thorgy did that. Thorgy was very... Thorgy's our loose cannon yeah. who does oh. things like that. <laughs> Thorgy was very clever, you know, to write it. And not on the mirror, 
But she wrote it. What did she write on the note? Um, she ended it with fuck Shangela. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Shangela weaponized that. She absolutely weaponized. Speaking of Shangela, the first ever mirror message writer. Mm. She's like, do you know who I am? I created the mirror moments. Yeah, so. I'm the reason nobody can write, on write it. anything in here without my mm. say so, okay? I choose the lipstick. I choose the message. I go through and I review. I invented writing, <laughs> basically. I made lipsticks. But it is quite a common thing. Queens often write the names of their besties and stuff. And obviously the most notorious is Congratulations Raja, written by Mariah Balenciaga. Which was re- which was removed, removed by, by the producers, mm-hmm. um, which is very telling, isn't yes. it? Very telling. Yeah. The um, for the crown. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's cute, but also a bit shady always when somebody does that. I mean, and, and we are not here for shade. We don't want any drama. We are here for the peace and love. Aren't we? Absolutely. Wink, wink. Absolutely. We want, we want kumbaya and peace and love. Let's talk about this week's Mexi Challenge. It's a ball, darling. It's a masquerade Bring ball. it to the ball. Three categories. Category one is the gender fuck. It is, and the category is called Mask for Mascara. So this is, so gender F to me always means um, androgyny is at the core of it. Like elements of both genders or maybe neither gender, but something that is not quite, at either end of the gender binary in terms of the presentation. Also, like, I always feel there's a bit of a club kid element underpinning it, but not always. Category two is incognito, so the mistress of the skies. So I'm a bit intrigued by this one because is it going to be some sort of spy theme or is it a reveal? I just want someone to come down as Carmen San Diego. Yes, yes. That's that's it. That's <laughs> or all. Mystique from X-Men. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. And every step she changes. You know, step, step, storm, step, step, rogue, step, step, <laughs> Dazzler. This will be a series And then bam, of Wolverine. <laughs> Could you imagine? The trickiest one, I think. Oh, I mean. She does need to add significant. I mean, she's got nails, girl. She's, she's got nails. And I think <laughs> you'd need significant arm, like arm and chest padding for most queens. No, he's got a chest. That's a chest. Who? Wolverine. No, but that's what I mean. Most queens would have to add on a bit of and muscle padding. That is a whiff if I've ever seen one. Oh, the whipped up that, bouffant. That is a whiff if I have ever seen one. That is drag queen hair. The third category is masquerade mask. So they're all given a masquerade mask allocated by the Vivian. The Vivian. The Vanderpuss. The Vivian, the Vanderpuss, cut to her giving Miss Fiesalicious. <laughs> the ugliest the, one. The, the ugliest one again. <laughs> cut to me giving it the that ugliest man's mask. in the way. I can't go there. <laughs> um, but, so they have to design an elegant garment suitable for high drag affair using the masks for inspiration. Now, if you want to just quickly tell us who got which masks, mm-hmm. as a, according to the delegation by uh, our lovely Vivian Vanderpuss. The delegation. Um, I thought Vivian allocated them quite fairly. I thought she kind of appealed to people's personal style as much as she could. So she gave Kimmy the pink feather um, mask. She gave Miss Fearsalicious the purple floral affair. She gave Jada Shader Hudson a golden black piece. She gave Giselle Lullaby um, a lovely diamante and lace um, construction. And she kept for herself a kind of monochromatic black and white mask. Um, so I thought that was allocated. Which one would you have chosen? Which one do you gone for? 
Black and gold, because I mean, I'm I'm just used to gold. It's a <laughs> it's a camp. It's a camp combination. Yeah, and it's very um, it's regal. Puts me in mind of Schiaparelli. Um, so I would actually be quite partial to that. Schiaparelli's becoming your new Mugler, Tom. Yeah, maybe I'm overusing it. I literally know like but, five fashion you know, houses. Call me Debbie because I love pastels and I also <laughs> would have gone for Giselle's. Giselle's just lovely. I'd have been very happy with that because it was more about like texture than it was color. The Diamante and Lace applique. Absolutely. Mm, quite lovely. Um, is there much to talk about when the queens came back in the room? Not really. I really want to get into the looks. Yeah, We've got 15 of, looks. I will say there wasn't a mini challenge, but there's lovely messages from home, which is yeah. really cute. Yeah. Yeah. If I was if I was ever to go on away, and, go then, away. and then you yeah. obviously they'll be like, okay, we'll, we'll get his co-host, um, BBC, um, BBC's um, favorite correspondent, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you came on. What would your message to me be? I would say, well, I'd hold up the cats, yeah, and I'd let them deliver the message. I'd just be silent and let them communicate telepathically with you. Mm. Yeah, and then you'd know everything you need to know. Looking deep into their soulful eyes. Yeah, sure. That's it. <laughs> yes. Great. <laughs> Thank you. That's lame. <laughs> what would you say to me if I went away? First of all, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, you all come first. It would be a live podcast. <laughs> I would be recording the whole thing. <laughs> and then when you came on, I'd be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm so glad that you, you made top five. I knew that you would make it because... I've inspired you through the podcast <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that you're just regurgitating every fashion advice I've given, every uh -huh, performance. Uh -huh. thing. You know what to look for. You know what to do because, you know, I've critiqued it. Mm -hmm. And the win is mine. <laughs> so... I'm like, not sure either of these messages would be helpful to the other. <laughs> so I'd be like, yeah, so... So... Yeah. Oh. You can was, give me like, the hundred thousand so, dollars. So maybe you should win, so that we could, you know, maybe uphold us in a shop. So the lifetime supply of stuff from Shoppers Drug Mart will be mine. Yeah, <laughs> you can have it. Yes. Just give me the glory. <laughs> um, a few things before we get into the looks, and we've got fifteen looks, three looks each, and then we can just go into, you know, detail. I got to say, I do quite enjoy, even though I love an early season ball because of the sheer volume of looks to get through. I do like a later season ball because you can save them a bit more. You know, we've we've had balls recently with 36 plus looks. Hang on, what's 14 times through? 42? There we go. We had that many looks on season wow. 14. Didn't we? Too much. Because all the girls were in the ball. They brought back Diabetti and Orion Story, then had a ball. Yeah, they even brought back queens from the previous season <laughs> yes, and added them to the yeah, roster. Yeah, they 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 just yeah. keep bringing them back. Uh, yeah, you're so, right. We get to digest them, we get to appreciate them, and it feels more. like the queens get more of a chance to shine and show off their creations and stuff. So that's cool. Um, I think then, so we're going to get onto the runway quite soon, and the stuff from the workroom will integrate into our reviews of their garments, I think. Because most of it is to do with what they're constructing anyway. So we'll probably spend most time on those there, garments. There was a few mirror moments. That was an important mirror moment. Um, so particularly, the uh, Kimi Couture spoke incredibly bravely this week. Um, and I felt like a real sadness as she spoke about it, but not just about the trauma of the subject matter, but her delivery was so matter of fact and the way that she spoke about it, 
that it almost become, dare I say, normalized in some ways, not that something like this should ever be normalized. But um, so she was talking about her experiences of rape and she spoke about it incredibly bravely. And the reason it's so important is because she's really bravely highlighting the horrendous uh, sexual violence and violence in general that trans women face on a regular basis. Um, so that's why it was so important for us to talk about it. And yeah, the, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously the, the other queens were really supportive towards her, but just the way she spoke about have, it having happened several times and the way that she, she, she felt so pressurized in certain situations because she genuinely feared for her life if she didn't cooperate with somebody. And she spoke about the way that trans women are fetishized and treated as, sub, treated as subhuman. So it was just devastating to listen to. It was, the way she said it was just quite defeatist. It was like, it is what it, not defeatist in the sense of, mm. in, in terms of what she was told is, you know, just let it happen or else we'll get beat yeah. up or found dead in the corner. I'd, I'd use a slight, I, I think I know what you mean. I'd use a slightly different word to defeat us because obviously she's incredibly strong and she's survived this. She's a really powerful person. But I know what you mean. It was like a, a sense of almost acceptance. Change my wording. Help me. No, I, I'm I, illiterate. No. The library no, was closed no, I, I know at what, school. I, I know what you meant, but it's something like there's a, a an incredibly sad sense of acceptance. Oh, the word is flazeda. No, it wasn't Flazida. It was just very... Like, there was a sense of acceptance that had crept over her in some of these situations, which is obviously devastating. Nobody should ever have to accept feeling that way. Um, but the, the reason I think it was so important, and, I, like, if, you know, I'm, and I'm, if anything good can come of, of Kimmy speaking about these horrendous situations, I hope that people out there appreciate that it's not something they should tolerate. It's not something that should be normalized or accepted. And God forbid, if anything like that should happen to somebody, then they, they need to tell the authorities. They need to reach out to, if not tell the authorities, because I know that people can fear lack of support and um, kind of systemic transphobia and racism. Because let's face it, this sadly happens more to people of color um, than, than tell somebody seek support talk to a close friend speak yeah. to a mental health professional say, start by telling your sisters yeah start by telling someone that you're close to don't carry this because sometimes around. they give you the strength to take it further and you're you're more likely to, to open up hopefully yeah. to talk, them and definitely then, talk to somebody and never carry it around on your own and never ever think that it's something that should be normal yeah or accepted i mean Lee, i mean when she said you know we just i'm just told to let it happen or else i'll get beat up or found dead in the corner i mean it took me to paris just burning yeah with venus extravaganza yeah yeah um i mean lovely drag queen of color and trans woman and trans woman yeah who um midway through the documentary yeah. Um, was found murdered. She was. Underneath a hotel bed. They found her body under a hotel bed, yeah. I mean, she was um, a wonderful shining light in that film. She was so funny and full of life and gave some amazing interviews and amazing insights. Oh, you want to talk about reading, yes, darling? Yes, You're an overgrown orangutan. I mean. And then for that light to be snatched away. That's um, a, and it was a lie. It was a lie. It was a, it was really a bright shock, lie. Shocking moment in that documentary, but perfectly highlighted 
the adversity that that trans women face. Talk to someone, please. Yeah, it's yeah. Talk. Tom is all about it. I mean, he did it on BBC. Stand <laughs> here. Does it for a living. And soon to be where else? Where else are you taking appointments, Tom? Well, I don't know. We we he's we creating have... his own appointments. Um, he's going solo, everybody. Congratulations, yeah. and that's me for today. There's one or two little collabs in the works that oh, we're working on, but God, we'll see. We'll listen see. to her. But anyway, that was an incredibly important topic, but um, thank you, Kimmy, for sharing that. It was so important. Should we talk about... Wait, hold on. In Miss Fierce, they were talking about safe sex in schools, and it just it took me right back to when I was in school. And, um, I mean, in New Zealand, we had to have permission slips signed off by our parents on whether or not we were allowed to attend the um classes uh where they discuss sexual health and all of that you know the bees and we the had birds. to sign permission slips as well and then those who weren't who didn't get the signatures they had to go to the library i remember the, what did I they remember, do there well they just had to not be in the room while they discussed about um you know sex and there was nothing grand it was just a whole bunch of young 12 year olds 11 year olds laughing and giggling and going yeah. ha 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 pointing at her tits <laughs> ha ha pointing at his penis like you know it was just little children it was just it was, first of all it was not the time in my opinion it was not the time to talk about. but you know we uh, were about 11 when we did it in school 11 yeah did you have to put a condom on a banana no it's not no it's put a test tube with a really big test tube I mean that that seemed big at the time. Simulates an erection much better than a banana. I don't know, well, it was first hard of all, glassy, I put it on a peeled banana, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is not going well. It's squishing the banana, and then they're like, Bolo, why did you peel it? And I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> old habits. So like, you give me food, I eat it. You give me banana, I peel it. Like what? Like they put on the bananas. Oh. Can I have another banana, please? I'll eat this one. <laughs> oh, darn. I've peeled it again. Can I have another banana? It's all mashed up inside a condom. Yeah. So, so, so we had those moments, Tom. But I, guess I know all about the bees and the birds. <laughs> Fierce is talking about, and it it links back to something mentioned about her moment. Thankfully, they're, they're very close now, but she said she had quite a sheltered religious upbringing. Um, and that led to some internalized homophobia for a long period of time. Mm. So, I mean, thank God she's blossomed into the fascinating creature we see today. Yeah, with the iconic <laughs> name yes. that is Miss, Miss Fearsalicious. Not Slayalicious, she's Fearsalicious. Uh, so, fashion photo review. We're basically, we're <laughs> the Raja and the Raven because well, it's anymore. no longer on YouTube and everyone, you know, I don't know if you're paying to go watch it, but you here, here we are. Here I am. Raven's, uh, Raja's taking a sabbatical from it anyway. Well, Raja doesn't want to do it anymore. No, she wants a little change. She'll have many opportunities before her now. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't want to do it anymore. She's like, oh, she said, she said it in an interview. She, she doesn't, has she, definitely she's said over it. it. And Raven's just busy, book blessed. Oh, who would you get to replace them? And don't, and, you know, I mean, it's up to you who you choose. Really. Don't try and control me, please. Um, I would choose, um, and this is based on seeing their actual chemistry on older. I'm talking about like three or four years ago, maybe longer. Five years ago. Um, Violet and Katya. They've got surprisingly good chemistry. And maybe Violet was a little different back then. But Katya... Their, their chemistry is good. It's less bitchy and mean. There's There was something about Violet sitting with a very humorous comedy queen that kind of smoothed out her spiky edges a little bit. 
or complimented her. Yeah. Worked well, in my opinion. The thing about... The thing about Violet Chachki is that quite recently, well, not too recently, but not too long ago, she got mm-hmm. quite viral and, you know, she, everyone was talking about her and the pit stop Wasn't with her and Trixie. Wasn't the highest viewed pit stop? And it would definitely be up there because yeah. Violet was just so shady and funny and real. But she's very natural. And natural when natural she was talking about fashion, she? about season 13, it was the bag ball, yes, it was season 13. And she just gave so many great, honest moments. That no. My issue. No. Something yeah. else. Do my eyebrows. No, mama. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. And then, for me, when she realized that that gig was working for her and, mm-hmm. you know, that character, when she came back to do fashion for the review with Got Mick, it just seemed a bit forced. It seemed a bit yeah, I put would on agree with too that. much. And I think that's why the backlash was harsh, because... It was just, I mean, I've already said it, it was forced. It, it was, wasn't real. It was forced shade. It wasn't yeah. natural. And it wasn't that, it wasn't the same moments that we saw with her and Trixie. We can appreciate why she did it. But yeah, I, I guess it just illustrates when you step away from being yourself. Mm, exactly. Thing, exactly. exactly there it is. Um, I, I also do think, I mean, Got, Got Make is amazing and, and, and lovely in many ways, but I don't think her energy works well with Violet because she ends up coming across as a bit submissive and it just doesn't work. I mean, some people like that. I know. We don't kink like shame that. here, Tom. Oh, absolutely not. But um, it just it just made her feel like an accessory. Mm, a yes man a yes man yeah, you know? yeah. yes yes yes, yes. Queen. oh i don't like this and then as she goes oh i like it and then you're like yeah but actually i do like this so yeah. i do like this so that didn't the, you i know. want to see if i had to choose my my if i had to choose someone for fashion for the review Go on. it'll be tammy brown oh my gosh yes please actually michelle um i actually have a <laughs> masters in fashion <laughs> and i could tell you that they did wear those tights in the 60s and actually, another thing I could tell you is that somebody has got a stripe of makeup down their neck. <laughs> I wanted to read someone. I read someone about that <laughs> yes. line on her neck. She, Girl. Michelle was up there being haughty and the grand dame. And it was trite, actually. I just, I think, I mean, change your costume, Mimi. Change, change it, it around. I want fashion. She knows fashion. She knows fashion. Change your costume, she was trying Mimi. To, she was trying to help her. She really was. So I'll, I'll put Tammy Brown up there. Tammy and Violet does no fashion, so I do want to see her up there, but I want to see her not too forced. Do you know who I'd be fascinated to see interact with Tammy? Alaska. Oh, I would love that. that because Alaska is such a Tammy fan. And also Alaska's, for all her kookiness, she's grounded. So she'd be a good anchor for Tammy, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think they'd have a great time. Well, the job's up to us. 15 looks. Should we get started? <laughs> yes. All right, let's talk about fashion. 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 Limos. Pure white couches. <laughs> Versace. That, that is an iconic <laughs> piece of art. It will never die. Art, 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 art. Art. That you all need to see. So, we're going to look at all of the girls. We're going to look at the girls one by one at each of the categories. So remember, we, just a reminder, ah. it's mask for mascara. What do I say Mask. Mask for mascara in Cookshido in masquerade design. So the um, let's talk about let's go with Giselle. Yeah. So uh, one other thing that I want to say is with this being a ball, um, and because I've got the mental space to kind of calculate it and stuff, um, 
to help me calculate the winner in the end, I'm going to have given a score, okay? And my scoring system for balls is the two brought looks are scored out of five and the made look is scored out of ten. So there's more waiting sure, for the made look, as Work. I think there always should be. Um, but sometimes really, really good brought looks can balance it out anyway. So, Giselle Lullaby. So, for her mask for mascara look, serving androgyny, she goes for a really classic Jean-Paul Gaultier um, uh, sailor nautical look. And this is instantly recognizable. Um, obviously, it's a, it's a really heavily used motif for Jean-Paul Gaultier. It adorns um, the perfume bottles. We've seen it many times on his runways. So there's the nautical elements and the, the bustier as well um, and, and the, the pants. Overall, I think this is a really good homage to Jean-Paul Gaultier and like a really wonderful way of kind of referencing French um, design uh, with her being French-Canadian. Um like puts me in my most strongly of in the the uh, Gautier, um kind of f- farewell couture show in 2020. Gigi Hadid wore something not a million miles away from this. Okay, um, I like this a lot. I think she's done a great job. I think it's cute with the accessories as well. She's got the little cigarette, um, the gamine hairdo. If I were to make one criticism, um, I might want the color of the trousers to blend a little better with the rest of the ensemble. Um, maybe that would um, be nice in a cream or something. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking out loud. Yeah. Now, yeah. would you like to give an opinion yourself or just sit there criticizing I mean, the first me? thing I saw was Jean-Paul Gaultier. Yeah. The, um, 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 yeah. No. Do you, did you hear me? Did you, did you get that? <laughs> that was, that was everything. Thank you. Um, I think somebody's bitterness about not having featured on the BBC this week is pouring forth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we all saw, we, we all know the Jean Bogotier cologne bottle mm-hmm. that shares this. And I mean, mm-hmm. how many gays have you seen on a night out trying to, you know, simulate this the sailor look? So I do like but the, I think it, the also, heels. Oh, oh, I can't. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I mean, you know, when you, you are speaking, so I must be silent. <laughs> In terms of gays, it feels like a very kind of like old school homoerotic look. It's very Tom of Finland as well, isn't it? Which. I suspect might be where Gautier got some of the inspo from. I like it. I would wear it. I would wear that. So it is, yeah, because it appeals to me. Uh, both of the androgynous elements of uh-huh. this uh, garment. So yeah, cool. Really cute. I like it. Um, now for her incognito, her reveal is from a kind of, uh, kind of. Catholic schoolgirl kind of look to a very flamboyant uh, dress with shoulder embellishments and a big uh, tall train. Now, the overall silhouette of this to me is very Jean-Baptiste Valley. Particularly, actually, I can picture one that Kendall Jenner wore, not Kendall Jenner, Kendall Jenner wore in the H&M, the H&M collab. Um, which is really quite similar to this, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the original had more tulle around the shoulders and less fabric, but the tulle kind of overskirt is there. I think this is really pretty. Uh, the, the the You could tell the first was going to be a reveal. It looked like a slightly ropey look, the yeah. schoolgirl look, definitely. Oh, it was like, okay, we know this isn't the look. We were like, take that wig off. Yeah, this is, there is no surprise. Where is the look? We're, we're looking for it. Burn that wig. 
<laughs> but the the final look is really really gorgeous. I do love the colors, the red, orange into the yellow, like fire almost. Yes, you know, schoolgirl to like naughty devil by you know mm-hmm. she devil by night. She devil by night. So yeah, I, I love this look, and her legs look stunning. So let's look into the main masquerade design. This is absolutely beautiful and a real testament to Giselle's skills as a seamstress. Do you know who she knows? Who fashion. She does, she's personally acquainted. She knows fashion. Intimately acquainted. So I love this color scheme, this sort of powder blue. There's a slight greenish element. It's almost a bit turquoise. Turquoise. A bit turquoise, a bit aquamarine. But it's just so, so beautiful. Like, it's obviously a Cinderella reference, and she tells that whole storyline beautifully by leaving her shoe on the stage. She made this. There's a bodice with a peplum and a full ball skirt. My favorite detail is the giant poof sleeves the lapoofs please so ridiculous so drag and she had time to help others now this is the cute thing about her storyline this episode what i liked about her she wasn't doing everything for the other girls but she was guiding them and but she did spend a lot of time you know she she did the pattern for a um, fierce alicious She's really, let's hope she's not Asia O'Hara herself, but she hasn't because this created look is absolutely stunning. She had time to make this and help other people. Girl, the Asia O'Hara moment will forever live in my mind of someone who's, I mean, she helped everyone willingly. Yeah. And then she got angry at them. She didn't really get angry. She got sad. She got frustrated that she had left herself to last, I thought. Oh, girl, there's anger in there. Stop it. (laughs) Directed it herself, I think. Um, now, the, the sleeves as well, just the sheer exaggeratedness of them. It's drag. It's so drag. So I'm just come, I'm going to come up here and say that this is drag, Michelle. This is really, really beautiful and will be hard to top. What is your overall score for this, for, so, for Giselle today? So I'll tell you, I've kind of given her a pretty solid 17 out of 20. Okay. It's kind of like a 4 out of 5, a 4 out of 5, and a 9 out of 10. <laughs> Sure, this is like come dine with me. Okay, so everyone can just go home now. You don't need to come to the next week's because you know tomorrow because I've I've already won. Let's go with our next queen, Miss Fierce Salicious. So Fierce has really impressed me here. Um, now the first one, the Mask for Mascara, is such a wonderful tribute to Matthew Anderson and so beautifully done. It's gorgeous. Yeah, this peppermint green silk suit with the train. This really is androgyny because there are male and female elements in there because the color palette, the pastels are feminine. There's the cutouts at the back. Obviously, the the makeup is flawless, and there's this gorgeous pink-washed hair, but then there's the beard and the tailoring and stuff. It's true androgyny. There are so many times where I've seen a suit dress, and I've I've never been convinced of any on Drag Race that have been nice. Like Katia did Katia, it. Who else did Bless it? Bless Claire. I never liked any of them. This is the first time I've seen it done Correct. It's because she's done it in a less obvious way. Like there's a wide-legged trouser with an essentially like an overskirt coming off the the tails of the of the suit jacket. So instead of just having like oh a suit plonked on top of a, a skirt, she's done it a lot more cleverly and in a very chic way. I think. But I just love the tribute to Matthew Anderson, who we we cannot kind of underestimate what an icon Matthew Anderson is, you know, from Club Kid and his collaborations with Zoldi to really, really shaping RuPaul's aesthetic as we know it. Like Matthew Anderson is a creative genius, 
deserves as much credit as 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 he well far more credit than he gets actually. I love this look, and with the beard, how do you look that amazing? How how how? Well, Season seven, take notes. It helps that she's very very beautiful, yeah. um, but also her makeup skills are really really good. She's got a great mug. It's a great look. No, Inconchito was amazing. It also is, fantastic. It is a tribute to Josephine Baker, the spy. So again, like I love the depth that Fierce is showing here. I do feel like she reveals something week on week. She's like a Russian nesting doll. I feel like we get to see another layer of her week on week. She fascinates me. Um, the look that she walks out in. Now, I, I may have misheard, but did she say it was um, her heritage hails from Cape Verde? I am... Well, Cape, I do not. I think that's what she said. I could be wrong. Happy to be corrected. But Cape Verde is an island off the coast of Africa, isn't it? In the Atlantic Ocean. And so she came out in traditional garments uh, from the, the Cape Verde region. I mean, Monica is just shaking in her boots. Oh, the flats bananas, <laughs> as, um, as uh, Suzanne Barge said. This is how it It's just the shame done. about the flats bananas. I love that look, and she, her body looks amazing. This now, she just looks fantastic in the Josephine. But it looks just so vintage, so pinup. Um, she's it's got gorgeous. The, she's got I the like body, her. but she looks expensive as well. Yeah, do you think that it's quite empty? Does it feel empty no. to you? Is this correct? Because no, this is a perfect. This is exactly what Josephine Baker wore. Cool. It, no. She was she was a burlesque artist and a performance Talk artist. Talk to me about the masquerade design. I think it's quite elegant. I think it's. <laughs> She's impressed me. Well, I mean, she. I mean, she. I did hear her say she'll give five thousand dollars <laughs> to Giselle. To Giselle. So I feel like um, if that were you know maybe Giselle's like okay cool here's here's the design. Now Fierce was very clear when speaking to Brad, saying, "I sewed all this myself," and we did see her sewing it. Giselle helped with the the design and the template, the pattern, as they call it. Um, so Giselle does deserve some credit, but Fierce deserves a lot of credit for putting this together. So she's got this gorgeous sort of velour, plum, halter neck, column dress, which is very, very elegant and suits a statuesque frame. But the details are great as well. So she's got these chains that are reminiscent of the famous Chanel chain dress. You know? Work. Um so I think she's done so, so well. I, what, I'm just impressed. What's your score for her? My score for her, and again, this is a blunt tool, guys, but five out of five, five out of five, seven out of ten. It's great, but, you know, compared to what Giselle did okay. in terms of construction and skill. So she got the same score, 17. They've got the same score overall, but that's based on the strength of the, the broad looks. Next up, we have Vivian Vanderpuss. We have the wonderful, the kooky, the fabulous Vivian Vanderpuss. Now, her first look, Mask for Mascara, I think this is really, really inventive. This is really, really original and fun and truly artistic. So she's combined elements of men's fashion from over the centuries that at the time were considered the height of masculinity, but we now look back as feminine. So she's got the the pompadour from Regency times. She's got the kind of puff sleeves from Elizabethan times and these kind of garter socks from the 50s. And the heels. And the heels, yeah. Um, oh, and, But she's combined it together to remarkably make this cohesive PVC pastel look. This is just... 
really, really interesting. I do like. I do fun. like it. Yeah, I, I like this. And she hasn't tucked deliberately for the whole. What's well, a cod piece like they had in Elizabethan times? What's a cod piece? It's like a padded bulge. Or basically, what the what the pit crew wear. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Except it was just normal fashion back then. You just have a big padded cod piece and you know swan around London town. I love trying that. to impress Queen Elizabeth. What about the incognito look? This is cute. So very camp, very fern. She goes from like ratatouille to um, this this spaghetti dress, which is really cute. And I guess for me, it's reminiscent of uh, Moschino did a range in the 90s. What was it called? Truly Italian, I think, that had loads of like spaghetti and Italian motifs and stuff. So it's kind of reminiscent. This is very, to me, it's very Moschino. It's, it's, it's camp, but it's kind of chic as well. I mean, I can't help but compare it to Manila Luzon. I did think that, and that's inevitable. And Manila's was so elevated. Absolutely. I'm not the biggest fan of this look, but that's just, you know, what do I know? It's it's a singlet with a, like, it's almost like a sheet for a skirt. I do see what you mean. The, the waist could be a little nipped in. There could be a bit more volume under the skirt, perhaps, to give more of a Dior type silhouette. And it would... I mean, those those shoes, I mean, isn't that what Alaska wore? <laughs> Biscuit heels. Yeah, so say. this isn't my fave look. Um, I see what you mean. There could be elements that could be elevated. I, yeah, sorry. Still very I, cute. I apologize, BBC broadcaster. But I do like her creative look. Girl, she made pants. She deserves a lot of credit for what she's made here. Um, so she's got this gorgeous kind of cigarette pant uh, with like a tux- tuxedo element. And she's created a jacket. Uh, and she said that Liberace was a source of inspiration, which I think is really inspired. For such a queer icon, we don't see Liberace reference that much on Drag Race. We were singing that song yesterday about Liberace. <laughs> yeah, the Sandman Mr. one. Mr. Sandman. And we just find it so funny that he's kind Give of like references like a hunk. Yeah, well. <laughs> the ladies loved him back then. He was a real heartthrob. It's so funny. Um, so... Now, I'm going to say, I I love this a lot, and I do give her high marks for it, because she looks really chic, she looks great, and she made trousers and a jacket, and it has more complexity than than some other aspects that we might have seen made. What I will say is I think Brad gave her bad advice. So Brad told her to basically be less drag. She was going to put big asymmetric embellishments, like as an asymmetric train and a shoulder poof. And I think that would look great on this, don't you think? Only to see it first, but the my objection to him was that he was giving the complete opposite yes. feedback to Jada. Who we'll come to in a moment. But yes, he told Jada, go bigger, be yeah. grander, think drag. And then he said to Vivian Vanderpuss, oh, are you going to be the performer or the guest? And it's like, I, I really, really wish Vivian had stuck to her vision. I think Brad gave her bad advice. I don't know if Brad hates her or what, but Brad, I'd like to know. You might be listening. right? I would like to have seen a bit more shape in the mid. Considering that, that belt what, looks a bit like, you know, what do you masking tape? And I think an, a nice shape would have been nice to, to, to my eyes could dance around the mid. I do see what you mean, especially considering that one of the given items was extra padding. However, I'm going to say she's gone for a deliberately androgynous, um, straight up and down silhouette. 
And androgyny, very cleverly, is actually a through theme for her. I do like it in a ball when people manage to create a thread that goes through. So she's gone from Master Mascara to a male-to-female look. Okay. To an androgynous Give me your scores. Look. Tens, tens, fives, what is it? So I give, these are the definitive scores, five out of five, three out of five, um, and I think it was eight out of ten. Just for the sheer skill in creating like, and she does look chic overall. And that gives her overall um, 16 out of 20. Let's move to Kimmy Couture. You're allowed to dispute those scores, by the way. Tom, I go with my heart. Okay, yeah. And so I don't need to give people numbers. You're not a computer. Okay. Yeah. You're not a machine. I have feelings. Um, <laughs> when you cut me, do I not bleed gold? Is that not normal? If you try and cut me, you just see wires. Mm. Um now, Lady Kimmy Couture. Now, Kimmy comes out in... I, I'm, I've, I'd love to know what the point of reference is here, because I'm sure it's just something that I don't fully understand. But she does look chic, and she's definitely androgynous. So she's come out with the pasties and a cape and these pantaloons um, and, a, and a beard. And there's definitely like this androgyny. She's like this kind of chic camp king i love how expensive the fabric looks um and it's an interesting silhouette and it's a different silhouette for kimmy yeah yeah i love the materials i love the waist yeah i i i i think it's cute there's something about the face that i'm just not sold on Okay. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, Tom. Sorry. <laughs> I think it was good for Kimmy to wander away from beauty makeup. She the second look in Cogshido, I love it. She came out as a blank grinder profile. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Or Tinder profile. I thought that was really funny and inventive. And then, hey, what does it say? <laughs> Asian? I think it, it was like Asian 25. Yeah. I, th- I did think she could have added a few more jokes on there, like a kind of mask for mask kind of thing or... That sort of thing. Just played with it a little bit. Mm. I do love this Joker look. Something about the spikes on the head that is just a bit like, it looks more like octopus arms than real spikes. But I, I think okay. this is playful. It's very arty. You just want it's to out of the out. box and it's it's just, it's fun. Yeah, I agree. It's very club kid. It's very Liburi girl. Um I I think that I I overall I, I like this look a lot. I think she looks great. Oh, I love this look. I mean, it, it's you know think think back to the kind of Libori inspiration with Monet in All Stars Seven. It's a similar reference point. It's Club Kid. It's Libori. I like the vivid nineties print. Tom, I'm looking at her f- masquerade design look here. So we are. So we are. And. Now- Okay, so let's just talk a little bit about the workroom. I'm going to give you something you've never seen before. Unfortunately, we have seen it before, Kimmy, my darling. And that's the last thing that Brad said to you. Um, So last week, she did get a critique about the same silhouette. And, you know, I, I would like to say that I do think it can be an overused critique at times. The queens bring what they bring. They bring something that suits them. Um, but it is also nice to see a bit of versatility. And if you're getting that feedback from the judges and you're making something and it's not something you've brought, you better take that feedback. So she did have the opportunity to change it up here and she hasn't, unfortunately. Does she look pretty? Yes. I love the hair and makeup and her shape looks great. Now, she doesn't look super elevated or expensive because she's created these card feathers, which is something similar to what Chaos did. But Chaos managed to make it look a bit more expensive than this. It 
the that material kind of cheapens the whole look. It does. It does. The color scheme's cute. I like the kind of candy yellow and pink. And isn't her mask black and pink? It's only black on the interior. The outside's all pink feathers. Okay. Now, so there's no yellow? No, she's added that. But I think that's the cute, bright, complimentary colors. What I would say is it's really really interesting and a bit sad that um she was going to do a big um expensive looking tool arrangement on the front and giselle was supporting her with that and advising her to do it but she kind of gave up halfway through she said she didn't have enough time mm. and then she stuck all the th- these feathers are supposed to go on the train oh no um and then giselle apparently giselle says i told her in as many words that's what got chaos sent home don't do it yeah um and sadly this this is what she's come out with. I would also say just the, I think she ran out of feathers because the, because it's just there's like a like a little sad bit hanging like, down at the front. Okay. No more reading. Um, give me a score. <laughs> Leave her alone, Tom. Please <laughs> stop attacking her. Um, I think um for me for me um three out of five, four out of five, six out of ten. Um, thirteen. Unlucky. <gasps> Ooh, bottom maybe. Hmm. Wow. And then the last queen we have is Jada Shader. First look is like an elevated Gomez from Adam's family. <laughs> it is a bit Gomez. It's a bit a postmodern pimp hoe. I see this kind of um, pinstripe suit and it's giving me elements of like Madonna in the Express Yourself video. It's reminding me a little bit of KD Lang, who's a Canadian singer and who always has... Um, She's this amazing lesbian singer who, who who often served androgyny. So it's got those different elements in there for me. Um, I'm not 100% sure about the fit of it. If it flatters her, what do you think? I think that um, maybe... I, I mean, it looks good. It looks good. It looks... What I did like is she performed the heck out of it. She really came out and served um, and gave it loads of character. Yeah, I think, it, yeah, it's okay. Okay. The second look is is incognito. It's a it's I don't get it. I don't like it. <laughs> I, don't I like, love her. I don't like her. So again, she served lots of attitude and character, and she had this whole mirror mirror performance. Um, now she had like quite a basic silver disco dress that revealed into quite a basic black disco dress. Um, and when we've seen so many high concept items come out on their own way so far unfortunately this doesn't quite cut it for me hard wig for me as well it's that, that wig line's really unusual it's i don't think it's I, I think even she will agree this is not the best look i would imagine jada had a little look at, she she's I, the reason she's performing the heck out of it is because i think she had a little look around <laughs> to distract thought, her from the look yeah having uh, said that i really really like what she made I like this a lot. It's opulent. It's over the top. It's drag. She took drags, uh, drag Brad's critique and ran with it. So she was creating um, quite a basic black body stocking, like a body conscious floor length gown. Uh, she did have a bit of a mishap because she forgot to put a head hole in it and had to cut one. Um, but then she's added like these really opulent gold sleeves and the big rosette with the kind of waterfall effect with the tool. Now, I can imagine some people feeling this is a bit over the top, but to me, this is drag. For and me, I, there's something about, I love the sleeves, but they remind me of the Michelin tire 
man. Okay, okay. Like, it's just, I think that it could have been a bit shorter and bigger because what it does is it really shortens her arms, but I do love that pattern. Yeah. I, I love her shape. Her shape is beautiful. It the is shape, lovely. Being Tom, really cool I, just, I don't. Maybe I, I don't get fashion. Never met her. It is what it is. But, you know, for the average user who watches Drag Race, we're not fashionistas. We ain't stylists. I'm not Law Roach. Um, so <laughs> you, could you may see the golden lapoof material draping from her shoulder to her hip to the ground. And you say, oh, that's fashion. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like, you know, when you're decorating a, a kid's a, a kid's room for a party, that's what I would do to the corners of the rooms. I would just hang it like that. And I, I don't see the fashion of it. I, I, I get where you're coming from. I like the opulence and the drag of it. And it's a little, with this color scheme, dare I say it, Skip Rally. Um, but also, like, there's this 18s, like, Nolan Miller-esque quality to it as well. It's a def- That's easily my favorite look of Jada's this evening. What's her score? Now, her score for me is three out of five, three out of five, uh, and then an eight out of 10, which gives her a 14 out of 20. Okay. So when we're looking at the scores, Tom, you ranked the highest 17 you gave to Miss Fierce Mm -hmm. and Giselle. Mm -hmm. 16 you gave to Vivian. Mm -hmm. 14 you gave to... Jada, and then at the bottom of 13, you gave Kimmy. Now, Do you agree with that? Yeah, and also I would say that as a tiebreaker between Giselle and Fierce is the quality of the made garment, which Giselle wins. So for me, I think Giselle should win. Won't Fierce is second for me. Absolutely. I agree with you two there. Yeah. I think that the bottom three is exactly there. It is Vivian... It is Kimmy. It is Jada. For me, Kimmy is the bottom. So it leaves either Vivian or Jada to be in the bottom with her. Who do you choose out of those two? Your sport, your system says that it should be Jada. I'm going by my scores because there's no tie to break there. I agree. The bottom two should be Jada and Kimmy. And I, I like... I think I've given equal scores actually to Vivian and Jada's made look. I think I give them both eight out of ten, didn't I? Yeah. So yeah. Um, there we, we see, go. Should we see what they say? Yeah. Um, congratulations, Miss Fisalicious. Congratulations, Miss Fisalicious. I disagree. I think that the win should have gone to Giselle. I could see the writing on the wall when they, they started looking at. They picked on everywhere hemline. you look. There's a hem. It's like sure that hemline was ragged. But like the rest of it, it was beautiful. To justify, they planted little eggs around going, are you are you making sure you have time for yourself? Yeah. Do you have time for yourself? It's like to justify, oh, this is why you why you didn't win. Now, again, I, I'm not mad about it because my top two were Giselle and Fierce. And what I loved about Fierce's presentations this week were the references and the broad looks. And she turned it out with the maid look. So congratulations to her. Well done, Miss Delicious. The bottom two is Vivian. Now, I have something to say. Oh, okay. And it links back to something that I said earlier. Go on. Now, darling Kimmy, darling Kimmy knew that she was in the bottom and she deserved to be there. And she knows that. Vivian Vanderpuss 
Followed direct advice from Brad Goreski. She was going to add more embellishments, asymmetry, more of a drag component to what she made. Brad Goreski said to her, do not do that. Are you the performer or are you the guest? I am quoting verbatim. Every single critique that Vivian got this week was, we wanted more. It should be more elevated. It should be more drag. What more grandeur, you know? Couldn't you have added something to it, Vivian Vanderpuss? Didn't you think of adding something to this outfit? Because it just looks a little bit plain. It's very chic, but it looks a bit plain. I'm mad on her behalf. And Brad Gresky sat there while everybody was saying that when he should have been speaking up and he should have been saying, actually, I told her to do that. I told her to do that. I'm I I now dislike Brad Gresky. Oh, okay. I feel oh. like he had a vendetta against Vivian Vanderpuss, and this is the result. Yeah, I think you're right. He should have owned up because he Vivian. Bloody I mean, should have. It's, you have. To, I mean, when one of the judges give you some feedback, you just take it. Exactly. You, have, you take it. You take it because if you don't take it, then that becomes something. And that's what happened to Kimmy. Yeah. And if you don't take it, then it's like, oh, then they, then they read you, you do, for it. Damned if you don't. So Kimmy's in the bottom with Vivian Vanderpuss. And as soon as the song played, I was like, the song is kind of made for Kimmy. And then not even halfway through, I was like, Kimmy's eating this up. Kimmy was giving us a performance. Kimmy is so confident and she just... She already knows that she's won this lip sync. Kimmy's a fantastic Despite being her second time in the bottom, the song was definitely something she was comfortable performing and moving to. Her movements were just correct. She just, she nailed it. She nailed it for me. And and it's it's so strange because I saw Vivian in the finale. I didn't see this happening. But if they're going off the lip sync, Kimmy won. Easy. Hands down. We're firm believers in this is the system they have in place. Whoever wins lip sync goes through. Kimmy killed this. Absolutely. She's such an amazing lip syncer. And so I would love to go to a Kimmy live show. Yeah. Let's just see. Shall we see? But But I I just want to, it makes me sad because I adore Vivian Vanderpuss. And this, what, what I feel is that she shouldn't have even been in the bottom two. I agree. I agree. Let's have a look. Bye. Bye, Vivian. I mean, I enjoyed everything that you brought to this competition. And it's just the beginning for you, cliche, but it really is. It's just so sad. Just like Irma, she's earned a really solid fan base here on the show. She's showed her amazing, kooky, um, fantastic, fabulous, hilarious self on an international stage. And... Both of them get the kind of robbed queen kind of title, which actually does well for you in the in the long term. I can definitely see her coming back from all stars. Absolutely, oh, totally. absolutely. So can't they, top- just, can't they just like reshoot kind of versus the world and just add Ron? Now? Are you team Giselle? Wow, Kimmy, it's time to Fierce decide. Delicious or Jada, choose one just for now. My heart's with Giselle. My heart's with Giselle Lullaby. Yeah, I think. I th- I think. It's just Zell's to win. Miss Fierce has so. got... I mean, she's right up there, isn't she? I would like to see Miss Fierce win, actually. <laughs> Miss Fierce is just so bloody funny. She's just so loving, lovable, lovable, she's really, I think. She's not loving, she's lovable. She's yes. lovable. She, I, I would, it would be the biggest, like, trolling ever to everybody if they just gave Fierce. I'd love it. I'd but love you know, it. she's got a great track record at this point. It wouldn't be out of the question. She has the same track record as Giselle. She does. Kimmy has the same track record as Jada. Ah, yeah. 
Hmm, interesting. Finale next week. Make sure to join us. It is a base. It's, it's a. It's a. They did it for the other finales, isn't it? It's basically their version of their whole. Brah. <laughs> What's that? Um, the Queen of the North. That's that, that was an nice ISIS voice. That's definitely oh, Queen ISIS. of the North. Queen of the North is here. Brah. That's what she did. Isn't she? Up next week, she's here. Yeah, but um, it's going to be the obviously the music video shoot and stuff. It's going to be a pretty packed episode with four queens in the top. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. So make sure that you join us next week. It's, um, I'm a bit disappointed because it's ending a week before I thought it was going to. I thought we were going to have a top three on another episode. But there we go. Well, top four has become the new... The new Losing top three. is a new winner, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, make sure you join us next week for the finale. We still got Drag Race Down Under for you to enjoy. We're loving it. Uh, it's amazing. Yes. So make sure you join us for that. Follow us on Twitter. Um, for any inquiries for Tom, just message them directly. If, if you have any... Um, BBC, the... if you're listening. <laughs> put... Channel 4, if you're listening. I'll put the details of our PR person on the um, Instagram. Yeah. Our management. We'll put yeah. it on our Twitter. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Uh, this is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next Lots week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.